It's so good to be in the house of the Lord. 
By the way, today we celebrate 31 years of making you and making great as a church. We thank the Lord today. Come on, let's sing it out together with every voice. I'm coming back to the start where you found me. I'm coming back to your heart. Now I surrender. Take me. This is all I can for being with us in worship. We're going to continue to worship the Lord. And I'm going to invite our prayer team to move forward in the altar area. And while we continue in worship, if you have a special need, I'm going to invite you, as the Bible says, to come forward, present your need. We'll anoint with oil in the name of the Lord, and we're going to believe God's best for you. I was reading early this morning as the sun was coming up, and I was looking in the the book of Jeremiah, 
And the people were saying, and I was caught by this phrase, and my wound is incurable. That's what the people were saying. And I thought to myself, there are going to be people in the house of the Lord today. And they're going to think they can never get over the, the wound in their heart, the heartbreak. There are people that, are, that, that, that have decided, well, God, I guess you just assigned me to this place. Disappointed, crushed, wounded, maybe struggling with something physically. And, and the people were saying, and my wound is incurable. But then here's what God said. God said, there's a healing balm in Gilead and a physician. And I'm here to say today, there's, there's a physician in the house that has more healing in the hem of his garment than all the hospitals in San Antonio. He can, he can set the captive free. And I want to invite you to bring your need to the Lord, to surrender. You're, you're not stuck in an incurable situation. Your heartbreak is not forever. He, he can give you a song in your heart today. So if that's you, I'm going to invite you to come forward right now. And the prayer team is going to pray over you in the balcony, right in the aisleways. There are prayer team members. They'll lift their hand to pray with you. But we're just going to say, Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, just come in and, and visit in a special way. And now I'm going to invite everyone. Some of you just came in just walked in right now would you sit down everything else and we're going to worship the king of kings whether in the balcony or main floor we're going to worship god would you join me with your voice would you let your voice celebrate god's goodness join me men there's something powerful about verbally expressing our praise unto the lord meditative worship is good spoken worship is powerful would you join me? Oh, God, we love you. Oh, God, we love you in this house right now. Let your glory come in. Holy Spirit, you're welcome. Holy Spirit, visit this room right now with your glory and your power. Your glory and your power to come in. Oh, God, let the physician, let the healer, let the counselor step in right now and set the captive free. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Just a moment, just continue to worship the Lord with every hand lifted high. You're comfortable today. Come on, let's just lift up our hands towards the heavens and declare that He is welcome in this place. Lord, declare that You inhabit the praises of Your people, the praises of Your people. And today, God, we declare that You are in our midst, that we are aware of your presence in this place. Oh God, oh Lord, you're welcome. This assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what
Just a moment, can we get lost in the love of God in this place today? For just a moment, we're going to declare with every voice, with every heart. Sing it out. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Oh Lord, we thank you, God. So faithful, God. How great 
today, this morning, that doesn't matter what you're going through, doesn't matter how big your problem is, 
our God is bigger and our God is greater. So for just a moment, we're not going to focus on our problem. We're not going to focus on what is going on right now in this moment in our lives. But we're going to put our eyes on Jesus. We're going to put our side on Jesus, our trust, our hope on Jesus. For just a moment, can we lift up our hands towards the heavens one more time and declare, we're going to declare not how big our problem is. We're not going to declare and sing how great our problem is, but we're going to sing and declare how great Jesus is, how great his love is for us. Come on, sing it out, your voice. Name above all names, you are worthy of all praise. Still, my heart will sing how great. Come on, let's start with every voice in this place. Name above all
God we serve. Amen. Oh, can I tell you it never gets old. Amen. It never gets old celebrating Jesus. This is not just something that we do on a, on a check mark in the, on a Sunday morning. It is a lifestyle. We're here to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords whose love is truly fierce, who goes beyond anything we could ever think or imagine. Hallelujah. Father, we love you today, God, and we have truly come to celebrate your love to celebrate your grace today. And God, as we just continue to seek your face, Lord, I pray, God, Lord, that not one of us would leave here the same, but that we'd leave, dear Lord, knowing we've been in your presence and that your Holy Spirit has impacted our hearts. 
God, I pray, dear Lord, that you would continue to move by your spirit today. In Jesus' name I pray. And everyone said a strong amen and amen. Come on, would you just give him praise one more time? Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, God bless you. Thank you for worshiping with us. You may be seated. Hello, and welcome to Westover Hills, a church that's all about making new and making great. I'm Sierra, and I want to thank you for joining us today at our Northwest campus. We value all of our guests, and we'd love to meet you. If you're new here, fill out a Connect card and bring it by the Connection Center in our main lobby after service. We'd like to personally welcome you, answer any questions you might have, and give you a special gift. If you've attended before but have never been to the Connection Center, we still want to say hello, so take a minute to drop by. Just a reminder that the Westover app is a great way to follow along and take notes. Just make sure your phone is set to silent. Our pathway to making great is connecting, growing, and serving. And we have a few next steps to help you on your way. Parents, if you're looking for ways to encourage your students' creativity during the summer, sign them up for our summer theater camp. From July 10th through the 15th, middle and high schoolers who are interested in acting or dancing will spend a week honing their craft and hanging out with other students who want to use their creative gifts for their creator. The camp will end with two performances for friends and family. Register your students by June 25th. Single moms, you do so much for others, and every year we set aside a night that's just for you. All single mothers are invited to our single moms dinner on Friday, May 12th. Treat yourself to a free, fun-filled evening with dinner, giveaways, and comedy by Amy Barnes. Child care is available for ages 11 and younger. Be sure to sign up by May 7th. Young adults, you're invited to our first ever retreat. From July 7th through the 9th, we're gathering at a Hill Country Ranch for a mid-year recharge. We're better together, so let's strengthen our friendships and make new ones while enjoying time at the pool, playing basketball and putt-putt, or conquering the obstacle course. The cost is $150, which covers food and lodging. Reserve your spot with a $50 deposit due by April 30th. Pay the remaining balance by June 30th. Register online at westoverhills.church slash events. Find information on these events and more on our website, westoverhills.church. Click on events where you'll find featured events and a complete calendar of our upcoming opportunities. To find out more about Westover Hills and how you can be involved, attend our Next Steps class. Every second and fourth Sunday, you can learn about our vision and values, find a ministry or life group, become a member, and other making great moments. Find more information and sign up online. And don't forget to download the Westover app, where you can find these same events, follow along with today's sermon, find a recent message, and a whole lot more. Thanks for being here, and we hope to see you again soon. Good morning, Westover. It's good to see you this morning. I am here to talk to you, talk to the ladies about some events we have coming up just for you. First of all, as Sierra mentioned in the video announcements, we have our single mom's dinner coming up on May 12th. 
I want to personally invite every single mother that's here to join us for that evening. It's a free event. It doesn't cost you anything. We provide child care. But we have designed this evening just for single moms. We have a, a nice dinner prepared for you. We have child care for your kids. We have fun. We have some giveaways. We have lots of stuff going on that evening. We want you to be there. I want to personally see you there. So I it's free but I do need to know that you're coming. So please go online and register by May 7th. You can register there or you can register on the Westover app. I want to make sure that you're there. Please join us. Also, um, our women's conference is coming up in September. Today, we are registering out in the, in the Resource Center. If you want to take advantage of the early bird registration, come see us out in the Resource Center. You don't want to miss this annual conference that we have for our ladies. We have two great speakers lined up for you th for you this year, uh, Catherine Wolf and Mercy Lokolutu. You will enjoy them. So come back, come back there and see us after service. Get registered so you are good to go. I want to see you there. Bless you. Hope. It's not a wish. For every woman who believes, hope is a certainty. The joyful expectation that God's words are true. It's a promise that the best is yet to be. Join us for Every Woman 2017 Hope. For two days in September, spend time with other women of faith and hear inspiring messages from speakers Catherine Wolf and Mercy Lokolutu. Sign up today and find your hope at Every Woman 2017. Visit westoverhills.church slash everywoman to learn more. Well, good morning, Westover, and God bless you. A beautiful day the Lord has given us. Thank you for being with us in the house of the Lord today. Some of you wondering, have I forgot the offering? <laughs> no, I have. We're two or three gathered in His name, taking an offering, you know. <laughs> I'm going to be closing with our offering today. And, and I have, just parenthetically, can I just, can I make a request of our Westover family? When we get to the end of our services, don't leave during all. Uh, altar time that's the most important thing we do is altar and I just want to invite you don't, don't try to slip out or don't do that let's respect altar time can I can I get an affirmation from it all right folks we love altar time well this weekend marks 31 years 31 years ago today we had our first service at that time Denise and I had a three-year-old daughter and a two-month-old daughter. Now they're grown and we have four grandkids. Can I tell you, it gets better. It gets better. Grandkids are better. Can I tell you? There's reward. There's a, your reward is coming, parents. Stick with it. I want you to know. Yes. We, we are celebrating 31 years today. And I, I want to share a vision word with you today, if I can, that's on my heart. So please allow me to do that. We have a a mission statement at Westover. It's two phrases, four words. You said it before, but l l let's just do it again. On 31st anniversary, let's just let the room sing with it. We're about making new and making great. I believe that's the DNA of God. 
Yes, God is all about bringing people a new experience, a new person in Christ, making great, calling us from glory to glory. Uh, Peter used this phrase. Uh, he says, it's a joy unspeakable and full of glory. Jesus said, it's an abundant life, making great, moving on to better things in the Lord. Today in sports and kids when they play sports, everybody gets a trophy. We're in a day where we reward average. I'm going to tell you, I don't like the word average. I'm allergic to the word average. I, I don't want to be average. I'm not saying I want to be abnormal or odd. Don't think that. Okay, no. But I, I don't want to be average. I, I don't want to be just so-so in life. I want to excel to God's best. I don't want to look at the last year or the last decade and just say, it was fine. How was last month? Fine. How was last year? Fine. How was the year before? Fine. What would tomorrow be? Probably fine. I believe God has a making great. God has something incredible for you, and God has something incredible for us as a church that we need to press on. We need to seek God's blessing. I believe the Holy Spirit has a making great purpose for this church. The Scripture tells us in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, it ends with this phrase, that you should desire God's best. Seek the best gifts, and I will show you a more excellent way. I'll put it in my phraseology. I'll show you a making great path, and I'll take you to greater things. I don't want to be ordinary. In fact, ordinary. I mean, it just sounds like someone's having a nasal problem when you say the word ordinary, you know, ordinary. God wants us to be uncommon. God wants us to not just follow the pathway of the herd and be ordinary. Do you know one of the definitions of sin is to miss the mark? To miss the mark. It's an archery term. To, to, when the arrow misses its target. To miss the mark. That's a word used in the New Testament for sin. So I can tell you sin is, is failing at what God has purposed. I get that. But it could also be succeeding at what God has not purposed. Some of us are succeeding at what God has not purposed. And you're still missing the mark. And that's, that, that's the delusion of sin. You say, well, I'm not doing evil, I'm not doing wrong, I'm not doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, and this, and this, and all right. But we have not found God's purpose. We haven't found that making great pathway and that making great assignment of God. We're missing the mark. I want to invite you to go with me to what I call the vision verse in the Bible. This is, this is a 2020 vision. Everybody ought to have a 2020 vision for God. Acts 20, verse 20. 2020 vision. What does it say, Acts 20, verse 20? You know I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you, but have taught you publicly and from house to house. I like that. That's a 2020 vision. When God gives you assignment, I have not hesitated. The message version says I have not shrinked. I, I, I have not held back. I I, I'm not doing it halfway. Think about a couple getting married. And I'll ask them, do you take this person for the rest of your life? I do. How about you? Well, I don't know. Maybe just for the next five. No. No hesitation there. No hesitation. I have not hesitated. Some of us are in hesitation. That's why we don't have a clear vision of what God is doing. A church cannot live in hesitation. And I have three vision words to share with us today. The first word is 
that a, a vision from God requires revision. A vision from God requires revision. There are times that God will give you a vision for your life, a purpose in your life. But it also, in the pathway of finding God's vision, there will be a revision moment. What are you talking about? Some of us said, you know what, I'm going to go get my AA. And you thought that's all God had, but you got your A. And then you said, you know what, that bachelor's is just two years around the corner. And you went to that. Then you said, I'm done. You got out a couple years and you said, you know what, I'll go get my master's. And then you got your master's degree and you said, I am really done. And all of a sudden, a doctoral degree is stirring in your heart. Launching your own business is stirring in your heart. Something else is awakening inside of you. God has created every one of us in the genesis of our being a desire for an aspiration to do more. And the problem is we've let technology and stuff replace that. Oh, we want the new iPhone or we want the new technology. And we're supplementing and we're, we're feeding the craving in the spirit with technology. And deep down inside of us there is a yearning to do more to make a difference and to make an impact and what we got to realize is God gives a vision but it also requires in our lives sometimes revision the scripture tells us in 2nd Corinthians chapter 3 verse number 18 he leads us from ever increasing glory one version says from glory to glory from glory to glory I look at our church over the term of church we pastored here 31 years I am now leading this church into its 13th building program. 13th building program. Oh, we built and then we bought property and we built again. And I wondered at the second, would there ever be a third building program? Yes, there was a third. And then when we got to the fourth, I wondered, will there ever be a fifth? And there was a fifth building program. Then I said, well, maybe six. And seven's the perfect number. God has seven building programs for this church. Well, we're on number 13 right now. Oh, what biblical number are you are you looking at? Well, here's how I look at it in the book of Revelation. It talks about 144,000. Hold on, folks. We'll just keep doing something for Jesus, okay? Amen. I'll sanctify that number and just use it for God. In other words, there are times you say, God, this is what you're doing. And then you discover God has something more. Vision requires revision. And some of us, you're at a point where things do not see com seem complete. And I'll tell you what I've discovered about God. It's a revision moment, a revision time. When you're at a place where it feels imperfect or incomplete, God orders that because he wants to add the complete to it. God has something more. God's going to do something yet in your life. Vision requires revision. We press forward. It's what Scripture tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 22. This is why I took on the sports ministry. It says, to the weak I have become weak, that I, I might become all things to all people, that by all possible means I might save some. By all possible means. And that, that grabbed my heart. Let me, let me translate, to the weak I become weak. What does that mean? For, for children's ministry, we do children's ministry. For student ministries, we do student ministry. For seniors, we do seniors ministry. For families, we have family life ministries. We will do whatever it takes that I, by all possible means, I might win one. And it came to sports ministry. 
And there are some that we will connect, we will reach through sports ministry. So if sports ministry will do it, we will by all possible means do whatever it takes. And I say to you, on our 31st anniversary, we're going to continue to seek souls and reach people for Jesus and make a kingdom difference. I told Denise, the day comes that God calls me to heaven. Don't put flowers on my casket. I want pledge cards. I've spent all of my ministry feeding kids, building a building, launching a mission enterprise. I want to go out the way I've lived. I want to do something for Jesus all the way. Vision requires revision. And I've talked to church leaders, church members before, pastors. And can I tell you, you can fall in a place that you lose vision. What is a symptom in the Westover app, I think I have three of them listed. I'm only going to cover one here in the message on the platform. Symptoms of a loss of vision. Well, one of them I list there is compassion fatigue. Compassion fatigue. Do you know there's a reason why the enemy just keeps you going from, from, from desperation and crisis to crisis to crisis to crisis. Your brother-in-law needs this, and your niece needs this, and your kids need this. And about the time you get it, you find out something else. And then about the time you feel like you're clear that then someone's jobs got cut back 10 hours a week, and there's a financial need, and then you go from this need to this need, always in crises. Do you know what? The enemy uses that because that that takes away from us the ability to respond in our hearts to be touched by the sensitivity of the Holy Spirit. Follow me, follow me. A- am I the only one in the evening time when you get home, your, your home phone rings, and it's, it's wanting you to sign up for a credit card. It's wanting you to get a new security system. It's, they, want, they want to do something for your lawn. They picked you out, and you are lucky. And if you will go to this timeshare seminar, uh, you'll, you'll get some steak knives or whatever. You know, it's just all the time. Am I the only? Are they just picking on me? I, they, they call you. To, you know what I'm talking about? You, you, you're going to dinner. Dinner's coming, and I'm waiting for dinner. Then he said, dinner's ready, and I go over there, and there's some enchiladas, and I pick up the, the spatula, and I'm about to dig in a shovel full of those enchiladas, and ring, oh, and I'm thinking, oh, I may need to go to the hospital to church. Remember, I just, I cannot not answer it, and I, and I, so I sit down, and I go, hello, hello. Uh, are you interested? No. I, I, no. Which, sir, do you care about your children? We have books for it. No. But we know that you care. And I, no. no. And, I, and I'm, my enchiladas are back there. And here's what I've decided you do. Hey, I, I'm 11 years old. Can I let you talk to my mom? Denise, somebody wants to talk to you. <laughs> I've done this before. I've done this before. And I hand it to Denise. Who is it? Oh, it's, it's, you, you need to talk to him. And I'll, and I'll be getting my enchiladas. And Denise is on the phone, and she's doing this to me right there. I, I, I tell you, yeah, I want my enchiladas. But God has blessed us with a technology called caller ID. Thank God for caller ID. Oh, can I tell you, it's wonderful that you can screen that out. But I, I want you to think for a moment. You're about to eat. You're about to do something. You're going to do something as a family, and the phone rings. And that, that, that feeling, that split second, oh, no. Oh, no. 
Do you feel that way when you come to church and the scripture is read and it, it calls you to commitment to Christ? For just a moment, do you say, oh, no, not, not one of those sermons. He, he set me up for the offering at the end of the service. Not, not again, not again, not, not again, okay? You, when God puts a prompting in your heart, do you have for just a moment one of those, not now, what's happening? You're trying to live for God with an empty cup, an empty cup. You're depleted, maybe compassion fatigue. You've given out, given out, and given and you come and all you need is life. You're trying to get for yourself. You have nothing left to give. Can I tell you? Vision requires revision. Some of us need a new vision for our life, a new calling. You're 10 years in a career and you're just going down the path and you forgot God called you to be a school teacher. You're, you're, you can't wait for school to get over, but you, you, you forget you were called. You prayed for it. God opened the door. That's your calling. You're, you, the, the mission field is that classroom. Yes, there's, do you need to capture a revision? I, I'm, I'm going to test your, your heart for it right now. I'm, I'm going to give you a report on what Westover has done in 31 years over, in three categories. Uh, I just it, it, it ought to make your heart sing. I tell you, when I read, I just my heart rejoices. My heart. Here's what we've done from 1986 to today. Let me share it with you. Salvations and rededications to the Lord at a conference, kids ministry, student ministry, seniors ministry, men's encounter, one of our service, Medina Valley Spanish Church collectively what has westover done dedications and rededications to the lord 19,761 people have raised their hand and say i'm going to give my life or rededicate my life to jesus oh hallelujah that makes the devil mad and i'm glad we have baptized 3,064 people that's why the aquifer is going down we're using up all the water to baptize. We baptized 59 people last Wednesday night. And this coming Wednesday night, we're baptizing again. If you've never followed the Lord in water baptism, you come. And we will, we will baptize you in water as according to the Lord's command. And this church, not buildings here on the property, not our sports complex, not our student center. What we have given away for world missions Five million twelve thousand five hundred and seventy nine dollars. What have you done with five million dollars? Can I tell you right now? There is a school in Nairobi, Kenya, that little children that are in a slum area that were living in cardboard boxes are being fed two meals a day and given an education. I'll be there in January in Nairobi, Kenya to dedicate that building. We're building a, 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 an auditorium in Tanzania, Africa. Orphanages. We feed children. We're feeding 757 children a day this year. You gave to one day to feed the world. There's equivalent to what some of these um, elementary schools have. 750 
57 children today in third world countries are going to get three meals because you gave, because Westover had a heart, because Westover cared enough. And we caught a vision and we said it's not enough to feed 50, we can feed 100. And then 100, we said we could feed 500. And we kept going. That's what God's, that's what God's interested in. My heart celebrates that. Why? Because we took vision and we had a revision moment. Vision word number two. Vision from God requires supervision. Vision from God requires supervision. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the leading and the guidance and the, the moving of the Holy Spirit. Supervision. Oh, we, God will give us a word. God will give you a word in your life. But you can't do it all by yourself. If you can do it by yourself, you haven't got a God-sized vision. This church has taken on some God-sized visions. We couldn't do it on ourselves. We couldn't do it alone. It required the supervision, the guidance, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. We need, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. In the Westover app, I have four areas of symptom, excuse me, of characteristics of a spirit-filled church. Can I just identify one of them? Just, just to, let me identify one of them. One that's been in my prayer life for months. I find myself constantly praying for this church, its services, its ministry, student ministry, kids ministry. I find myself constantly praying, let us see let us see the workings and the demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit. This church needs to see an obvious marking move of the Holy Spirit. That it's not by might, it's not by our own ability, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's only explained. God touched. God turned situations around. God healed the marriage. God put life back together. God took a person that was entry level and promoted them five levels above. And now they're at a place of influence in the corporation that is remarkable. And they have a place of influence and, 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 a, and, a, and a place of godliness in that corporate culture that they would have never got on their own. It's the, the evident power and work of the Holy Spirit in people's lives. Let me share with you something that happened just recently. <clears throat> I was called to the hospital. Went to the hospital to see a church member that was having surgery. I drove across town, arrived. I went down the corridors of the hospital, down this one, meandered, found the waiting room. I greeted the family. They said, so-and-so's back in the room. Would you go pray for him? Pastor, I said, that's why I came. I would love to. I stepped back, prayed with them, just asking God's touch, God's guidance, God's care, God, that, the, that there would be an unseen hand in the operating room when they went, prayed over them, spoke blessings, talked about Scripture, talked about God. I stepped out. I went back to the waiting room. Of course, there are other people in the waiting room there and the family that I was visiting with. And uh, there was a lady that was just a row to over in the uh, rows of chairs in the waiting room, and she was sitting there. And I found out that she was there. Her husband was back as well, but he was having a normal procedure. There was nothing 
uh, dramatic, uh, uh, supposedly, about it. So she was there by herself. She was sitting in the end of the chair right next to her in the empty seat with some of her things in her bag that she had. Well, all of a sudden, people came out of the operating room, and they, were, they had, a, they had a, a nervous look on their face and said to this lady, we are losing your husband. He's probably not going to make it. You need to call your family immediately. Frantically, she, she's crying and, and she's scrambling for her phone and her, her nervous finger is touching the pad. And the moment it's answered, she's not listening. She's not having casual conversation. She's not having pleasant. She said, get down here immediately. They say, dad is not going to make it. Your dad is not going to live. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They're just telling me to get down here. Call everybody. Get everybody down here. She's nervous and tearful and, and she's scrambling the rest of us in the in the in the waiting room, our hearts are going out to this lady. She puts down the phone. She's nervous. I step over and I say, can I pray with you? She's sitting there. Her stuff is in her bag next to her. And I knelt down like, just like this on the, on the floor. And I took her hand. I don't care who's here. The church family that was there came over. Uh, the, I don't care who's sitting there. We need to call upon God right now. I took her by the hand. Tears are coming down her face. I can see it dropping in her lap. She's nervous. <clears throat> I can feel her. She's just grabbing my hand. I could sense the tenseness in, in, in her heart. It, she was just squeezing my hand as, as much as she could, and I just began to pray just spontaneously. And God took me immediately. I don't know why. I didn't plan on this. I just went to Psalm chapter 9, and I just prayed this. Oh, God, rescue him from the gates of death in Jesus' name. Rescue him from the gates of death in Jesus' name. And then I begin to just pray over, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, rescue him from the gates of death. We're praying. Other people, our church family are extending their hand. Everybody's so respectful right now. Our heart's going out. And in the middle of the prayer, three ladies come out in the hospital uh, uniforms and they say and one was teary eyed and we didn't know what the news was said he's all right he woke up he's asking for you right now you can come see him it's turned around there's skeptics in the house you're going to say oh there was a doctor there he probably gave a shot of adrenaline probably did maybe there were paddles and they 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 shocked and and regulated the heart and maybe did but i'll tell you my take somewhere between the word rescue and jesus god stepped in the scene and god closed the gates of death and told that man your assignment is not up here you have a family that needs you you have kids that need attending and sent him back from the silent city of the dead to live again, to be a dad and love that family. And we left that lady rejoicing in the Lord as she went back to see her husband. Can I tell you, that's what I'm talking about. When you see an obvious supernatural demonstration of the power of God. Vision requires supervision. The moving of the Holy Spirit and thirdly, vision requires provision. Vision requires provision. 
one of my heroes, Tommy Barnett, pastor of the great church in Phoenix, Phoenix First Assembly. I heard him say, heard him say this before, but I latched on to it and it just kind of became a part of my spiritual language and it's in my heart. Tommy Barnett would say, without a vision, the people perish, but without people, the vision will perish. Without people, the vision will perish. You see, vision requires provision. What am I talking about? Don't be ordinary. God's not called you to be ordinary. God's not called us to be ordinary. God's called us to be extra ordinary. So what's the extra you can do? To be extraordinary requires an extra, an extra. Is it extra time? Is it extra care? Is it, is it going a second mile? What's your extra that the Holy Spirit keeps prompting you on, speaking into your life? What is it? What is he talking to you about? There are people in this room, you're so gifted in areas that I'm not gifted in. You have musical talent, musicianship. Why are you not using it for the Lord? Yes. Why? Why? Without people, the vision perishes. Can I, can I, can I cast out a net? I, I'm praying God give us, give us 25 people who are gifted in admin area. You see, we can't hire as a church all the admin work we need. And I, I need 25 people who... You're, you're so gifted. You, you have the ability to organize, put things together, and ministry, and, and, and know how this goes before that, and that, and you put the email out, and you get this, and you, just to make it work, just to, you understand and can do that so proficiently. Could you give a half a day a week, or half a day a month, a day a week, a couple days a month, and donate that time to the Lord in ministry? Can I tell you, the women's ministry needs it, our men's ministry, our kids' ministry needs some administrative support. People that just, that's your gifting and you can make a difference, but without people, the vision will perish. What's the extra God is speaking to you? Can I tell you rejoicingly, this year, 2017, we have had 303, 303 additional volunteers that have joined Westover Hills Ministry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 303 people that have just stepped up. And you say, no, that's, I used to do that, but I'm retiring from that. I've had people come to the church and say, I've been involved in a church. I'm burned out, and I promise God I'll never work again. Oh, no. <laughs> don't, don't do that. I, I, it's, it's my time. I, I, I'm one of, I just one of those that just like to come and, and just receive. Reminds me of the, of the poem. He wasn't much for stirring. It wasn't his desire. No matter what others did, he was sitting by the fire. Same old habit day by day. He never seemed to tire. While others worked to build a church, he was sitting by the fire. But then he died as all must do. Some say he went up higher. But if he's doing what he did before, he's sitting by the fire. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That wasn't in my notes. It's not on the app. Can I tell you? I don't know why I said that. I just, I'll just put that before you, okay? <laughs> Do something for the Lord. Do something for the Lord. 
For you see, I've discovered in order for vision to succeed, someone must exceed. If a vision is going to succeed, someone must exceed. Oh, I, just a few years ago, just a few years ago, we were building this building. We needed to put 2,200 seats in this room at $154 a seat. Somebody bought the seat they're in and bought others for those that would come. People said, I'll give my tithe, but guess what? I'll exceed that. I'll do something more. And oh, can I tell you, my heart is warm. My heart is blessed by those who said, I'll exceed. You see, vision requires provision. Provision. There's a passage of Scripture. There's a passage of Scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 6, I want to read to you. And I'm, I'm going to invite us to prepare for the offering. Just stay, stay with me. We're going to give. But 2 Corinthians chapter 9, it's in the New Testament, verse number 6. Here's what the Bible says. The Bible. Remember this. Hold on. Hold on. Why does it say remember this? Because the phrase that's going to follow that he's going to tell us to remember, do you know? That phrase is not found in the New Testament and another place. Not only that, at this particular time, they didn't have a New Testament. So when he's telling us to remember, he's telling us to remember not what the New Testament teaches. He's telling us to remember what the Old Testament teaches. Okay. If you're one of those persons that believe the Old Testament is not for me and tithing and God's instruction about tithing is not for New Testament believers, you must cut this verse out of your Bible. You cannot leave this verse because it says to remember this. Remember this. It's Old Testament. Remember what the Old Testament taught us. And this whole verse is about giving. What is it? Whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. That's Old Testament teaching. And the Holy Spirit says, we need to remember that today. Be generous. You know what I... I want to be generous with the Lord. I want to be generous. Denise and I have discovered you, you can't outgive God. And the more generous we are to God, God's just more generous to us. And, and we, we have experienced that some of the best blessings are the ones that just come out of nowhere. You, you don't even see it coming. Some of the best blessings are the ones no one else sees. Denise and I have sat across uh, a glass of tea or a cup of coffee, and we have a language, and we'll just say to each other, that's one of God's paydays. He, he just, he went above and beyond. God did such good things for us. Oh, and, it, and they just come out of nowhere, and no one else sees it. No one else saw when my grandson came home here in December, and he brought me a piece of paper. He said, Papa, do you know what it is? Well, I could see it was a snowman. The teacher in second grade told us we were to draw a picture of a snowman doing something. Papa, do you know what's in his hand? No. That's a Bible. He's preaching. 
Oh, can I tell you? And I go up to the school, and uh, he's first grade. And the teacher at grandparents, they said, I've heard of you. Your grandson talks about you all the time. Really? Really? He says, I want to grow up and be a preacher like my papa. Can I tell you, that's the, that's the stuff. That's the stuff. Our, oh, wow. That's, that's the stuff. When your, teenage, when your teenager says, and I had a man in the church approach me the other day, and he, he's going to, his son is going to college, and he told his dad, he said, Dad, my, my only concern about going to college is I'm not going to drink, party, and sleep around. I have determined and I made a commitment to God that I'm going to keep myself pure. God has a person for me. God has an individual. Can I tell you, that dad, he was over there, and he, he had tears in his eye. The son of his own volition told him that because he made a commitment to God, and he's not back. I'm talking about stuff that just no one else sees. That's the kind of stuff God does. Can I tell you, God has, God has blessings and rewards in that area called generosity. He, that's, he that will sow generously. God will make sure they reap generously. To the point of, this is for Denise and I. It's not for you. If you're online, it's not for you. I'm telling you, it's for Denise and I. I'm not, I'm not at all suggesting this is for anyone else. This is for Denise and I. We determined 2017 was going to be our year of generosity. We asked the Lord to help us double our tithe this year. God, we, we want this year to be the most generous year in our giving. Everything, God, everything extra, we're given to you. Everything extra, we're given to you. We don't, we don't want to take. We're going to make this the year of everything is going to be given to the Lord. Because I just believe that. I just believe that. I just believe that God, God's generosity. And I'll say, God, you don't have to pay Denise and I back. We, our cups run over. Just pour it in the lives of our girls, our kids, our grandkids. Pour it in the life of somebody else. Let somebody else drink from our cup of generosity. That will satisfy our soul. I'm telling you, God's good. Vision. Sometimes it requires revisions. Some of you need to find a, a fresh vision from God for your life. It requires supervision. This church can't do it without the working and the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why I get up here service after service, and I ask you men, and I ask this church to just press into the Holy Spirit. It requires supervision. And thirdly, it requires provision. And I'm going to invite you as God's people. This is your church. If this is not your church home, your tithe belongs where you go to church. But if this is your church home, don't sow into it sparingly. Be generous with God. And I'm going to invite you to generously give to the Lord. Ushers, would you come forward? We have three methods of giving. Checking cash. We always ask you, please place it in the contribution envelope. Online giving. And text to give. Text to give is a great, convenient way. Just a... That's the way Denise and I do it anymore. We just, just text to give. And, 
and we just set up just automatically. We want our tithe. There's no question, there's no debate. We want our tithe automatically, monthly. Just debit our account and guess what? We're gonna, we're gonna be faithful to God next month, the next month, and the next month. We don't make the decision every month. We're just gonna be faithful to God, so we just have it automatically done. That's the way we're gonna live. And I'm gonna invite you, let's give generously to the Lord. Pray with me. Father, what a privilege it is to lead these wonderful people that Denise and I have had the privilege of pastoring for 31 years. Five property purchases, 13 building programs. A multi-site in Castroville, a Spanish church that's going to gather in a few moments. We just helped Raymondville. You just keep putting opportunity in front of us. And by the help of the Lord, we're going to move forward and continue to do great things for Jesus. See people saved, filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized in water. See the kingdom of God build. And I thank you for the hearts of your people opening up. And today I lead this service into giving generously to the Lord. There are people going to tithe today that have never tithed. They've just kind of given. But the Holy Spirit is prompting them. The Holy Spirit is saying your extra is to begin to tithe faithfully. Some are going to get connected. They've never, they've never been in a life group or thought about sponsoring one. But you've been speaking to them all year long. It's time to get connected. And they're going to take that step. Others, others, it's a career goal. That's more than a career goal. It's the will of God for them to finish that degree to take that next step in education that's their extra to give God something to enlarge and bless them through but now God we dedicate the tithe and the offering to you in the name of Jesus amen amen I'm going to ask the ushers to begin to receive the offering if I can I want to share with you about if I can give you, I know April is not over, but I want to give you a report on what we received in the building fund this month. First of the month, we shared with you, we took an offering that we're going to expand our ministry uh, through sports ministry and enlarge our sports complex. So far this month, and we have today and next weekend in April, but so far this month, you have given $39,200 to the building fund. <laughs> and I want to thank you. I came to church yesterday, and there was a basketball league going, tournament going in our gym. And two Westover teams, parents and grandparents were on the bleachers, and the, the students were going back and forth. And to see students, to see youth connecting with other youth in the church, and coaches that volunteer their time. I, I just want to say, if, if you're in sports ministry, if you're coaching, if, if you're helping your assistant coach, if, if, if you're helping out on the ball, whatever you, thank you for what you do because you're the provision that God is using to bless and touch others. And my heart is just so appreciative of you. And thank you for your generosity given to the building fund for our sports complex. My heart hugged you.
Would you stand together with me right now? Thank you for being with us in service today. God bless you. Go in the love of the Lord.